Welcome back to School of Calisthenics, the playground session. It's episode number 61. We've, it's January the... 23rd. Wow. It's difficult to do this, Tim, because it's not actually the 23rd. When people listen to this, it is the 23rd. Myself, exactly. However, <laughs> what you might notice is that Jack and I are both talking at the same time, and it should have come through those speakers Crystal of yours. Crystal clear, silky, some have said. Santa came and delivered us... A little bit new podcast equipment, <laughs> which is fun, isn't it? We've got wires and cables and <laughs> Jack and I are looking at if each other lovingly see, yeah, in the eye. should probably be a video rather <laughs> than exclusively podcast. I'm sat in my pants. <laughs> which is awkward. No, actually, it's not actually stand-up so desk. Yeah, yeah, we are standing now. Movement moved is to important. So not sitting down for an hour. Exactly. But anyway, guys, we hope everybody is well. We're just going to touch base on a little bit of a first podcast of the year. There's a back lot to been school going on. Is yeah, the, the back to school playground session um there has been a lot of work been done over christmas yeah. on a virtual classroom so we're going to touch on that and tell you a little bit more about that and we're also going to dive into some the conversations and chat around play our favorite part of play um you may have noticed that uh, the you you might have think we haven't been busy because there hasn't been a podcast all of january but it's because we've been behind the scenes beavering away um, in the early hours and the late hours, uh, trying to put the final touches um, to the virtual classroom, which we're Just extremely excited about. Caveat on that, I also went on holiday to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I can't clear. I did do some you beavering. You were working when you were in. Yeah. South I also went to Bahrain. Oh, mm. sorry. Bahrain. Is as that the, how you um, it? Yeah. That'll have come through the mic well. <laughs> I'm sure we need those. One thing it's we don't have like is, this, is the spitting protector. We haven't got one of those yet. Yeah, we'll wait till next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Santa, put on the list. Red ones. Right, Jacko. Yes. So let's get virtual into virtual classroom. classroom and tell people about that because there's going to be a lot of content coming out from us about it. There's a lot of work got into it. And let's take the opportunity to add some meat to the bones and tell people what it's all about. So as long as all of our we've hit all of our deadlines, you hopefully have seen this on Friday or over the weekend. And if you haven't, then where have you been? Yeah. You need to go and check it out. Um, or we were just, we, we just, we've put literally our heart and soul into this and everything that we could, we've tried to bring our absolute best and um, not that you have to go in and sign up straight away, but we'd just really appreciate from us if we've ever um, answered a direct message to you, ever helped you with the training in any way or just done anything positive for you, um, we would really appreciate you just going to, just, just to go and check it out, have a look and, and see what you think. There's plenty on there that you can, delve into um and have a look at for free um and so but yeah we, we just really value um just you go, go and have a look and give us some feedback and let us know what you think about it um which easily be you can get in touch with us on instagram is probably the easiest place or you can send us emails um you can get all those from the website yeah. but we'd really appreciate any feedback you have upon the virtual class and we've had a little test group uh, test it out um in and around christmas which has been uh, really interesting to see people's um uh, feedback and thoughts and um, there's a very uh, there's a growing excitement now as we record pre-launch as you're hearing it now we have launched that it's uh, that excitement is just feels like it's growing daily i'm just excited now that it's actually there yeah i think that the biggest thing that we've we tried to do is try and make a big focus for us for a long time has been to make calisthenics accessible and we know that in our in the ebooks that we've put up before there's loads of great content in there but the structured approach of actually walking people through the journey wasn't as, as sort of advanced or developed as it is now so what we've done in the classrooms um, as they are now called inside the virtual classroom as a whole is we've broken all the content down into modules so if you want to learn to handstand or muscle up there's it, overview to the module it tells you how to use the system it's a professional e-learning package um, you're going to be able to do understand what each module is about then there's a 
step-by-step training program, there's exercise videos, and at the end of each module, there's a self-assessment. So you can go through and say, can I do X, Y, and Z? If you can, that's great, you can move on to the next module. If you can't, for whatever reason, we've put troubleshooting tips in there, told you what to go back and work on, and that's really gonna make sure that you don't get stuck at any journey along, any point along that journey. So by the time you get to your last module assessment, followed by the graduation, you are gonna be as close as you're gonna be able to get to actually being able to nail down that movement because we're, we're gonna put all the building blocks in place along the way. And if you're finding it difficult or you're doing it by yourself, we've got a community which is a real central part of it. It's just like a social media feed, but there's gonna be loads of people in there interacting, providing encouragement, sharing stories and support. We've got a lecture theater where we're gonna do education. We've got a video library. We're gonna be putting workouts up every week. There's a there's a whole bank of information there which is going to help you with your specific calisthenics goals. But also, if you just want some more variety in your training, you're looking for a push and pull workout for a Friday afternoon or you, you want a little playtime, you want to do some fun movement challenges, those are going to be in there. It's literally everything that's in mine and Jacko's head wrapped up in a, in a, in a really well-developed um, e-learning system which is just going to, we hope is just going to be a game changer for you guys and, yeah. and help you to redefine your possible. So we are so excited because we just... One, I'll tell you what, Jacko, the thing I'm yeah. most excited about is is actually seeing people's progress through the modules and achieving their calisthenics goals way faster than we ever yeah. did. I think one of the things that's, that is exciting for us is we've refined our process from coaching um, within calisthenics these last three years that we've been running workshops and doing all the tutorials on on YouTube, in the, in the e-books, and how we now have refined the process for like the frog to handstand for the human flag and having which is all really, new content right yeah we've that's it. what was really fun for us to actually do was um film new content I remember one of the on one of the filming days tim actually came up with a with, with a new exercise on the actual day which was very exciting um but yeah we've we've refined that process and we continue to do so the 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 plan and idea and hope for the the virtual classroom is that one, we're in it that in there with you actively, um, and two, that it's a living, breathing thing that is constantly being updated, constantly being refined in our process, um, and adding content to that all the time. So whether that's actually the process of one of the specific uh, movement classrooms that you're trying to work towards, or it could even be in the the beginners foundation classroom, where even if you're starting right at the beginning of your journey, which we we've always been passionate about because we know how difficult it is to be a beginner, you're learning your first push up, pull up, or dip there's there's whole classroom for that um or whether you're uh, you're wanting to get some actual of that touching a bit more on that problem solving aspect that we know that that's one of the biggest stumbling blocks it's all right saying here's the progressions one to six seven or whatever many progressions there are but what do you do when you get stuck in between four and five mm-hmm. um so as well as those little checkpoints along the way we're going to be running live webinars within there that will be if you can't make the live one it's going to be posted up later so we're going to have this bank of problem solving sort of solutions that will be yes written but as well as video and then also there's opportunities live to be able to ask our questions because we know that some of the things that we get stuck on and some of the things we need help with they need they need more than um you know a direct message on instagram or a quick email to try and reply to they need a bit more detail and so we're really excited about being in there with you as part of it and that that content being constantly updated as well as what you'd what we haven't previously probably provided with um is those actual workouts those programs like literally week one here um week two and and walking you through that as best as we can it's it's been a long time in coming um and it's but it's something that the 
we feel the wait has been worth it if we'd have tried to do this um, last year or the year before it would have it would have come too soon and actually we've refined that process an awful lot and uh, we're just enjoying being in there with you guys and uh, it's exciting yeah so cool so check it out guys it is available now you can go to um, schoolofcalisthenics.com forward slash virtual classroom and you'll, you'll be able to find it from the links on the homepage. Um, check it out guys as Jacko said if, you, if you've ever sort of enjoyed anything that we've put out just go and have a quick look we yeah. really appreciate you, your um, support with that one so just go and check it out I'm going to segue into the importance of play which yes. is the topic of this podcast because play has been one of the um one of the sort of pillars of how, what's kept us engaged or even started us in calisthenics in the first place. And um, in the virtual classroom, we, we've actually done this whole section, uh, this whole class that's called challenges and challenges and playtime, um, where there's little like little challenges, but in a fun and engaging way where we get to um, do some of the, almost like the old school challenge Tuesdays. Well, anyone say, that remembers if anyone's those. followed us for a while, if you remember the, the challenge choose it started strong yeah. and progressed to a point where we were struggling for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're they're coming back with a bit of a bag. But it's that's the they're the little snippets of like, have a go at this in your training, see whether you can do this thing. And um a lot of them are literally ideas that me and Tim are coming up with um to challenge ourselves and each other and, and all of you out there as well. And I know if you're anything like me and you're competitive, you, you like you like a little challenge and the play aspect of it is um What's really what's really important? One important to us, but two something that gets us really excited. Do you know one thing I love about those sorts of sessions, like play, is that you look at something you're like, I don't know if I can do that, and then you try it and you can, and you and it's that opportunity to surprise yourself. And yeah. sometimes you get humbled, but sometimes you go, do you know what? That looks really difficult. I don't know if I can do it. You try it, you can do it. Oh, I can can do that yeah. and if i can do it better than you double win <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> or it might even be that you like you try it and you don't do it but you're like i've got that yeah, yeah. i know give i can me a yeah yeah I've got give, give me a minute or yeah. maybe give me a week or a month but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. one of them that we put in there actually do we put we put the pop the pop to pistol in didn't we yeah. so it's like pop, a kneeling pop, position pop, pop, and then you can you pop off your knees and land in a single leg pistol and nine times out of ten I've got that but when we filmed it I think I felt we had to do a couple of takes didn't we <laughs> but sometimes he just calves a bit tight or for whatever reason but the, it's massively an important part of us and we often get asked by people what is our favourite type of session and I think that people always want us to say like it's something just a horrendous number of reps or particularly difficult but honestly the truth is if we aren't, if we've got that space in our training, and we just go, do you know what? Let's just go and have a play around. And that's often if we're in different environments, isn't it? If yeah. we're in the same gym environment, we tend to get some some work done. But if we're out and about somewhere, there's like, oh, let's just go and have a play around. And those are the the best sessions, and they were the they were the thing that got us into calisthenics and training at it more structured and, and um, more consistently. And I think it's still such a big part of what keeps me engaged, yeah. and especially when you're entrenched on a a human flag journey or a handstand journey and things have got difficult and you're just not feeling it, like the opportunity to have some some play, it gives you that little bit of success back. It gives you that, that sense of reward of, okay, I've done something I didn't think I could do or I've had a bit of fun. It just gives you that break from what can sometimes get a, a difficult time when you're not making progress on a, on a big move. Yeah. Um, and I want to, the idea with this podcast is to try and um, delve a little bit more into um, some of what, we've done a few blogs and stuff in the past, but the importance of play and try and encourage some of you to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit more to get the benefits um, of that. Um, so your Einstein, I say your Einstein, that doesn't make sense, does it? But like 
the, the Einstein quote that you use. Yeah, play is the highest form of research. A lot of things are attributed to Einstein, but I like the idea that he said that. Yeah, and so when we think about like at the start of our journey, calisthenics journey, when we were starting out, and people just thought we were messing about in the gym. We essentially were doing that play aspect, which for, for us, from having come from quite rigid either rugby and weightlifting sort of strength and conditioning background, there wasn't there wasn't play in the in the gym work that you do. And that was, um, in the, in the first instance, just quite fun. We weren't really thinking too much about it, but that idea that you're then, um, exploring sort of new and different ways to move and the robustness that that's going to then build compared to, you know, some of us will only ever do, we'll ask the question, we, we love parameters. So say someone's doing like, Oh, I'm doing pull-ups. Um, how wide should my arms and my hand width be Jacko? You're like, well, I guess technically they could go from touching all the way out to as far yeah. as you could possibly do. And and we get told that there's this right and wrong. We search for these right and wrong answers. And when we do that, we take away the play aspect of going, oh no, your hands have to be here, for example. Whereas technically they could be anywhere and they're just a different type of movement. And in terms of quality of movement, robustness and exploring new ways to move, the more variety you have in that, and I'm thinking back to most recently, my pull-up training has been very rigid because mm. I'm trying to do a strength aspect to it, and I'm not mixing up my my width of my grip. But um, that is an important thing, and for some people, that might be the first time you thought of that. Going, oh, I thought you had to have them shoulder width apart, or had but, to have them a certain way. Yeah, it makes me think about the difference between when you embrace play and then when you try and follow a strict, rigid, right, in inverted commas, way of doing something. And I think if you embrace play, you learn so quickly. Like someone's going, what is a, what is a correct hand distance? Well, try wider, try narrower, narrower, be aware of what's happening, and then you'll pretty much decide, no, no, this one's the better one. Like, yeah. so rather than search for the ideal, search like, and that goes back to that quote, play is the highest form of research. Reduce some research in the sense of try different positions, move in a different way, see how it feels. And you're going to find some points along the way where you actually need a little bit of structure and guidance, but there's yeah. so much of just finding your way. We all handstand differently. Like it's the same thing, but how you, how I move from a frog to handstand is different to how Jacko does. And there is no right or wrong in movement. There are potential preferences and there are maybe... There's certain guidelines. Aesthetically pleasing ways yeah. to do it, if you, depending ways, on what your context is. But Yeah, and guidelines that are there to try and make sure we don't get injured. Of course, yeah. Um, but generally speaking, like, just because, just on that, like, you might explore different hand width on a handstand or a, on a pull-up and figure out, like, where you can produce the most amount of force for. that. And then what's interesting is to then just question yourself or think of, well, so is depending on what your training outcome is, that might not actually be, you might not choose the ease, what you find easiest. You might choose something that's more challenging for a different reason, like um, that pulling arm. Like when we talk about human flag, pull-ups for our human flags will go wider than we would normally mm. want to feel because we're trying to replicate that position for the human flag. And it is going to feel hard. You're not going to be able to do as many, but it's probably going to have more carryover to the type of shape you're making in your human flag. Um, so don't always think that just because something feels better that it's 
going to or feels easier than that's the one you definitely need to do yeah but at the same time if something feels horrendous it might be because you're in a terrible position you're going to get injured so yeah. also well, those things are often, side. Can, are often paired with pain so if it feels <laughs> painful then it's you've either got some kind of movement restriction or you've, you're just not in a great shape but often though if it feels difficult as in i just know i've got no strength there like i remember when i first started trying to learn typewriter pull-ups i struggled to keep my chin above the bar to yeah. go to then move from one side to the other um and it wasn't that it was a bad position it was just i was weak i just yeah. couldn't do it so you could shy away from it and go i'm not going to do that but actually the, the play side of that is i think back to when we wrote strength and play guide and that was whole ethos behind that in part was around creating more movement options teach yourself to move in different ways bring some variety into your training and that's just going to create more transferability down the line so if you can do a tight right pull up is that going to have an impact on on human flag or on your muscle ups yeah it is because you're just putting more foundation basic strength in and i think the other thing around that thinking of you mentioned about the pull-ups is rather than thinking, right, I've got to do four sets of the same grip pull-ups, or I've got to go, whatever it might be, various different, if it's just keeping everything consistent and the same, there's no problem in blocks of your training going, I'm going to do one set of typewriters, one set of overhand wide grips, I'm going to do one set of supinated grip pull-ups. It doesn't matter, like you can have this variety in training, you're doing pulling capacity work, but it breaks up the monotony of, four times 10 yeah. like or whatever, you, whatever and your body will probably appreciate for adaptation yeah. that change of stimulus that little bit of difference yeah. and finding out where we're weak through play is you can only you can only, you only know what you know right you say that a lot around yeah. lots of different things but if you if you don't know that you're not weak if that makes sense yeah. in a certain place because you're only ever staying within some yeah. the barriers of what is comfortable then you never know what is going to be a potential limitation whereas if you f- actually start playing and you find out that if i can I handstand uh, with my hands closer together or wider apart? Well, no. So th- therefore, I need to potentially do some work on that. And maybe you've got a longer-term goal that I might want to do a narrow stance handstand or whatever it might be. You can wrap that up in whatever your yeah. individual objectives are. But the, the value of play of going, okay, yeah, it's fun. It makes us feel good. We can have a laugh. I think it's so good for our egos and just taking a little bit of the stress and the weight of what fitness looks like in a gym particularly yeah. of going, I've got to perform in this way and people are watching like... Yeah. sod all of that and like sort of have some fun in how many training. reps of play tim and it's like yeah. no there are none yeah, it's, yeah. that's 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 playtime we i've talked a lot about jack but he plays until he gets bored and when he's bored he goes and does something else <laughs> that is how i approach the same thing unless i've got a session where i'm going to go right half an hour is playtime at the beginning i'm going to do some hand balancing i'm just going to play around with some different progressions which is what i did on saturday and i end up doing some handstand push-ups and scorpion stuff they no fantastic on social media yes yeah. they felt a bit sticky at the point but um enjoyable so on the ground it's one of those ones though when, <laughs> when, you, when you do a handstand push-up off the box i watch it back on my phone and i'm gonna go yep <laughs> that's, that's <so> legit <laughs> i am pleased with myself on that one but um but yeah i think that's just a message of going you can carve out a whole session or it could be 10 15 minutes before you go and do your strength work but uh, yeah just massive encouragement to just pick pick a couple of things and hopefully in the virtual classroom that we're going to give you some inspiration just as a, do your prep work play around with this week's like little challenge or, or playtime session and just might be one exercise yeah. but just have a go have some fun with it and then go and crack on and yeah. get whatever the main body of the content is well, i just wanted to just to like sort of finish off with just touching on that because it brings us right back that idea that you said about finding out where you're weak because that that takes us right back to einstein's quote of it being a form of the highest form of research so 
one thing that I know this is like personal to me and a bit of advice out there that sometimes when you it's not that nice when you go to play and then you find out crikey I'm weak as <laughs> whatever in this position and then that that can be a bit like a, a bit of a downer but rather than that should be that's an opportunity to make improvements that's an opportunity to like when we find where we're really really poor at something that's when you make the greatest improvement so we should actually be as a coach when I find something really that an athlete's really bad at i'm like brilliant because we're gonna make loads of gains here quickly if you're already great at everything it's much harder for me to improve you but that's quite difficult to embrace ourselves but Mm. that's that's the encouragement to do it is that you're going to improve loads at that so don't shy away from it use the play to form that and it reminds me back to um somebody that a lot of you in the rugby world would have have heard of remember when we met um phil lerney and um haskell so lerney had Haskell had a load of. I mean, this is a. This is going on probably. How long ago was this? Well, we met them 2013, maybe. Yeah, and then they were probably working together for a couple of years before that. So yeah. it's a good sort. Of, I think it might have even Four been years when ago, maybe. Haskell went to like Japan or something at one point, and he sort of went out of the English game a little mm. bit and then came back. But he had a load of. Um, he was talking at an event we were at and he was talking about all the in- he had a load of ongoing injuries that he just couldn't like shake off, and his body was a bit broken. And he started working with Phil, and Phil said that all he did was he just found out where he was rubbish like where he was really mm. weak and just got it didn't make him do anything that he was good at just found all the things that he was really poor at and just made him better a little bit better at all those little things like knee stability shoulders all those little things that he wasn't good at and that made a massive profound impact on the whole system as a whole yeah. um, and that's it, just that talk of you talk of play and using it to find out where you're weak that was that just sprung to mind for me and is really encouraging because i'm definitely one if you're listening to this i am also one of those people that when i find that i'm rubbish at something i don't it doesn't light me up inside and i go brilliant so i'm gonna make loads of gains out of this yeah, like, even yeah. though that's what i'm saying to you is gonna happen it's difficult to manage that but um we promise you that it is actually true you're gonna make more improvements there and it's gonna have knock-on effect to you just you globally uh, and the robustness that you're going to have yeah. as a, and your movement quality. I think there's something as well. If you've got the, the luxury of, a, of someone to train with, then play sessions are more fun that way. Like if I can, yeah. I can play by myself, but if we're in the gym together, <laughs> often I've just it, heard that in a slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to come. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Um, then it, we, we quite quickly sort of like, it, it becomes a bit of, oh, can you do it that way? Or yeah. you, uh, sometimes there's a bit of encouragement of going, oh, actually you're not that far off from being able to do yeah. that. And competition um, at the same time, like, does move people forward. Did I say it? play by myself or with myself? I can't remember. It just sounded a bit funny. <laughs> your wife's now it's looking good. over at us. <laughs> it's good that... I, she's, the, she's like, is this the late night version? <laughs> it's good that you were mature enough not to bring that up. Well, it's good that you came back to it. Well, I felt it was necessary. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want people to get confused. <laughs> well, it's playtime in the gym. In the playground. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, it's, yeah. So, like, when you're challenging <laughs> it can, with you with with people as well, then and that's one of the things that we um, it was one of the things that um, was people liked about um, Challenge Tuesday, and it was a good where we actually enjoyed a, li- a little bit ourselves, where we were competing against each other um, when we posted them, and then it was like a case of other people like posting your scores as well, um, and that is the. That is what's going to happen in the, with the challenge of playtime in the virtual classroom, where people will be able to not in a not in a um, have a leaderboard of like just a, a level of um, 
if you want to compete, you can. exactly a level of competition that is encouraging. I think yeah. everyone within the our community is is well aware of it of that, rather than just trying and, to beat everyone. Yeah, and the reality of that is sometimes if you try something which is new and you haven't had that many goes at it, you try it, you might get a score or you might be competing. But if if the the incentive of somebody going, do you know what? Like oh, I've just done one more than you. Maybe you might just go and have yeah, a little yeah, go. You exactly. don't even have to post it or share it, but there is there is a bit of an encouragement in that. And when when we we didn't used to do the challenge Tuesdays against each other, then we started, and then Jack and I both are um, quietly competitive. Like we're not in each, each other's faces, but I definitely want to win <laughs> yeah. when we do them, um, which sometimes leads to poor technique. I don't <laughs> I feel pressured that I've got to try and beat because Jacko is a bit of a he's a good competitor. Well, I'm, so I never back I'm myself. I'm very to beat competitive. Him. But um, I wouldn't say I was quietly competitive. I was very loudly competitive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come up against me at Christmas when we're playing games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Certainly don't try and take that out of me. No, it's good this year. I had one one thing out of my selection, but I think one, maybe Mm. two. But I gave the rest away. Normally, it's gone before. Christmas spirit. Before breakfast. Before breakfast, isn't it? It's the tradition. Good year. Show the the gains. <laughs> yeah, no book this year. <laughs> so, guys, that's a bit of an encouragement from us, and just a, a little bit of some of our thoughts around play. Um, I hope that has been interesting and inspires you just to go and have a little bit of a think about how you can introduce some play into your program. You won't regret it. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to. It's not like shifting from strength training to play training. It's an it's <laughs> just a, a part, part of calisthenics, which is really enjoyable. Um, and brings a lot of benefits and, and, and not only just the physical side, but it's good for your head. Like there's a lot of mental health research and, and um, conversation these days about actually plays a really good thing for us from mental wellbeing perspective. We have stressful lives with a lot of pressure on our shoulders, a lot of us and, and just going and doing something. Moving is good for you. There is the physiological response of moving plus the response of something which is playful and enjoyable yeah because you associate lots of ticks in a lot of boxes happiness and smiling with play no one thinks of play as just a miserable time we just got miserable when we got adult when we got into adulthood like children when they play they do it because it's fun like we just society stops us from playing like actually you put some in you put a question up on instagram recently and some some of the responses are really interesting why do we stop playing when we get older and some people have some people reply to them i haven't everyone recognizes that we got boring yeah so constrained let's get society. a bit of let's get a bit of play back the encouragement from the podcast as we wrap up is to get a bit of play in the training and uh, use that to find out about yourself and explore your, the way you move your body in a little bit more detail find out where you're strong find out where you're weak and then use that to help govern yeah. uh, the direction of some of your training and that's going to be one part of the virtual classroom there's so much other stuff in there so we would love it if you would just go and check that out and, and um, send us a message or get signed up and, and get part of the community and there's going to be it's going to be fun we're going to be there I'm looking forward to it as much as I think some of the other people already know a little bit about it. I actually can't wait to spend some time with you guys in the classroom. And you guys are going to help us to redefine more impossibles from our perspective. And hopefully we can do the same for you. Yeah. And if, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, um, and you think some of your friends that you know might like it, send it over to them. If you've enjoyed it, or even if you, um, haven't enjoyed it and you think we missed something out about play, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up on Instagram at school of calisthenics. Um, send us a DM with anything to do with this play podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, if you think someone, you know, would benefit from it, do share it for them. And lastly, if you really liked it, you could just pop over to iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you are listening on this on and give us a five star. You can give one to four, but it's not worth. Most people just do five. I, th- I think that's really. I don't mean just for other people. Yeah. If you're going to be bothered to do it, do it five. Because yeah, if you if you're going to give a three, you're not that motivated to do it. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'd and be it, impressed if someone does a 
three. It helps the people <laughs> to find us. Yes, because that's right. more five-star reviews means more people um, get to listen to this great content. Makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> we need your appreciation. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. As always, we massively appreciate um, all of your efforts, intentions, and being part of the community. It means the world to me and Jacko. So thank you for that. And until next time, class dismissed. Thank <laughs> you.